Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for a brand new week, Monday, October 23. Today, Amazing Grace, the record-breaking knock in the WBBL, Alexander Volkanovsky on his biggest battle outside the octagon, and it's book season, the big reveals from two ex-AFL stars. But first... Well, it turns out maybe Travis Head didn't need to rush over to India five weeks after breaking his hand. While it looked like Australia's World Cup campaign was on life support after back-to-back defeats to start the tournament, they've hit back with two wins in a row. David Warner and Mitch Marsh combined for a record 259-run opening stand in the win over Pakistan. Now, Warner spent most of the run chase in the pavilion, but played down any concerns over a groin injury that, while it's sore... Get your hand off it, Daryl. Well, that would help. Warner expects to face the Netherlands on Wednesday night. So surely they won't break up that opening act. Plus, Head hasn't guaranteed his hand will be okay to stand up to batting and fielding against the Dutch. Yeah, day by day, when it first happened, sort of thought my chances were sort of done. But, um, yeah, as those three or four days played out and get back to Sydney and see the specialists and whatnot, um, yeah, there was definitely light at the end of the tunnel to potentially get back if all went well. And Do you think it's realistic for you? I think each session is getting um, better, but um, again, got to be mindful of the fact that yeah, it's still. Um, I think it was five days, uh, five weeks, a couple of days ago, and I sort of got told between us so that six-week mark. But um, yeah, everything keeps seeming to be going well. But again, it's how I wake up this morning, it's how I can potentially back up tomorrow and train, and still a few things I need to, to tick off. Alyssa Healy might think about calling Travis Head to ask how he recovered so quickly. The Sixers superstar withdrew from the Sydney smash with the Thunder after hurting her hand in a domestic accident. Clumsy me. No return date or further details have been revealed, so Healy may struggle to get back in time for the tour of India starting in December. That means a potential opening at the top of the Australian order in the women's team. Oh, well, there's another one. It's as good as anything she's done so far. It's her third over the fence. Grace Harris responding to being overlooked for the Aussie white ball series against the West Indies recently in the best way possible. With graceful brutality, the Brisbane Heat opener smashed the highest score in WBBL history, 136, and a record 11 sixes. That included clearing the rope as her bat broke in half, and it sounds like Grace is keen to cash in on the moment. What's its name? And are you framing it or are we repairing it? I was tossing up between McCrispy or McSpicy, but I think I was hitting the ball fairly crisp. She returned for the bowling innings, snaring a wicket to top off a magical Sunday, the Heat winning by 50 runs. When it was first announced, Alexander Volkanovsky was taking a championship fight on 12 days' notice. I thought, like many people, I'm sure, wow, how incredibly brave and cool that an MMA star is ready to fight almost straight away when boxers who hold belts rarely fight more than one or two times a year. On the other side of that, though, was the obvious question, why? Why is a featherweight world champion risking it all to also claim the lightweight belt in less than two weeks when he could have had the negotiating power to at least force Islam Makachev to let him have a proper training camp? 
And that is the mistake the Aussie made, suffering a first-round KO to the same fighter who beat him on points in Feb this year. Well, Volkanovski has revealed some mental health challenges outside of the cage formed part of the reason why he chose to accept the mega fight on such short notice. You know, I could have made better decisions, in, uh, but, you know, again, like the, he's not somebody you should be taking a, a short notice with, but... Uh, I needed it. Again, uh, obviously a lot of people will say it's for the money and all that. Um, but, it, you know, it was, it was much more than that. Like, you know what I mean? It, it is hard. Like, it really is hard for uh, athletes. Sorry. Um, I, I never thought I'd struggle with it. But, I mean, like, for some reason, when I wasn't fighting or, or in camp, sorry, I just do my head in. You know what I mean? I needed a fight. It's book season. I love books and clubs. Maybe not that kind of book club, the season where ghost-written autobiographies fly onto the shelves. Now, the book on Wayne Bennett, written by Andrew Webster, The Wolf You Feed, has been out for a while. Highly recommend. Great read about the enigma that is Uncle Wayne, the greatest rugby league coach in history. Over the past week, we've had a couple of new ones drop. From recently retired footballers, the ink barely dry on their careers ending. This spring, it's Trent Cotchen, the Triple Premiership Tigers captain and arguably the greatest footballer of this generation, Lance Franklin. Hey, buddy. Let's start with Buddy, who, while he did have a farewell at the SCG for Swans fans to say goodbye, snubbed the AFL's heartfelt request for a lap of honour on grand final day and added to his sudden retirement during the year, there's a huge amount of intrigue around one of just six men to kick a 1,000 goals plus. Why'd you do it? At the release of his book, My Football Journey, he refused to answer questions, and now we've found out why. He instead opted for an exclusive interview with Stella magazine, and his explanation for it all is completely fair. Wife Jacinta says the buddy that we don't know off the field is a humble and modest champ and preferred the more low-key Bon Voyage in front of his home fans in Sydney. There's some more spicy stuff, though, that's come out of Cochin's tell-all. He revealed the moment it became clear something was up with Damien Hardwick, the coach that led them to three flags. And that came in what would turn out to be his final game, the Dreamtime clash with the Bombers. After the loss, Dimmer told his troops, quote, he would just get a bunch of other C-words to replace them, and if Essendon are a bunch of spuds, his Richmond side wasn't much better. Now, if that Tiger side, still with several who had played in premierships or a bunch of spuds, he couldn't turn into something more tasty. Mm, potato chips. Good luck in coaching the Basket Case Gold Coast Suns next year, Dimmer. And that's your fast fun hit of sport. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss the app each morning. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.